1: Everybody and welcome to another episode of Grey's Academy, your favorite Gray's Anatomy podcast on the whole wide internet. I am one of your hosts,
2: Kelsey. And I am one of your hosts, Carmen, and it is a beautiful day to podcast. And let me just tell you, Kelsey, you are looking wonderful tonight. Oh,
1: thank you so much. I have look... had minimal sleep for several days in a row because of children, but that is fine. But you look like you've been—you
2: just look like you've been rolling ice cubes just Uh, up and down your face for like days, days. hours every day.
1: I actually have concerns that I'm like developing arthritis (laughs) from holding the roller. No, not from that. But like every day (laughs) I wake up, like for the past couple of weeks, every day I wake up and my hand, like my joints and my hands, feel like I slept with like clenched fists, Um, and then my my ankles and my like toes feel the same way so that's a bummer i'm very concerned about that and i told michael i was like i'm afraid i'm gonna have to switch to like an anti-inflammatory diet which would suck because one of the main th- two of the main ingredients that cause inflammation are dairy and sugar
2: mm. and those I'm are like just, your top two food groups yeah
1: there's no world where i don't eat cheese
2: yeah Like there's,
1: I told Michael, I was like, I might just kind of look into it and then do like a modified one and and see if it makes a difference. I'm also obviously going to see a doctor. Like I'm going to see if I actually have like a joint issue or some other underlying issue. But it's like every day when I wake up for like two straight
2: hours, just wild pain in my joints. So it's unpleasant,
1: but... You know it's great. Um, <laughs> luckily
2: for fine. you, you have no children that you need to worry about mm-hmm, picking up and mm-hmm. putting down all day long. And also, luckily for you, you've got really good posture. So I have um, great posture. Everybody sit up straight. This is your yeah, reminder. Sit
1: up, sit up straight and drink your water.
2: <laughs> we uh, speaking of water. This episode is brought to you by is Jones Cream Soda. Bar-
1: brought to you. How is that speaking of water?
2: Because there's it's clear. It's clear liquid. <laughs> 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 I'm watching Brooklyn Nine Nine again, um, that is a but good like sporad—it's so fucking good. It's sporadic episodes. Like I watched all the Halloween episodes, um, and I just watched the episode with uh, Eva Longoria. Eva Longoria. Oh, she's so beautiful. She really um, is. But I don't remember what exactly the context was. But he's like, uh, yeah, I don't drink water. Fish pee in it. And he's like, but it's okay. I've had like seven Cokes today or seven, whatever the sodas were that he was saying that he drank. And I'm like, yeah, that's not good for you. But that's such a millennial <laughs> thing is we don't need water. We need soda, iced coffee, I'll and energy drinks. I mean, I love water. I'm one of those rarities. But um, anyways, it's so good to see you. Um, it's
1: great to see you. Um have you been keeping up with this Gwyneth Paltrow situation? <laughs> this is so off the rails.
2: I have no idea what you're talking so about. So
1: Gwyneth Paltrow... Isn't is she like the one with the candle, a, like the vagina candles? Yes, she's in yeah. a court case right now because, like, f- seven years ago when she was skiing, she, like, ran into some guy, and he's suing her for, like, millions of dollars. And she's like, no. Like it's, we're all fine. Like, when you go skiing, people hit each other like I have skied into people and I've only skied twice and I I am bad at it just why I don't do it anymore
2: wait but what's 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 he alleging
1: I like, guess what's that the she, like ruined his life <laughs> it's very much, it's very obviously like a money grab situation This is,
2: this is the hot coffee McDonald's cup all over again This is this year's the hot is, coffee McDonald's The difference is, take down
1: McDonald's They're like a multi-billion dollar corporation So like, they're fine Not that she's I, not very, very rich But like, it's just Don't go skiing if you don't want people to Like, I guarantee she's not the only person that's ever run into him when he's skiing And like, yeah. in his testimony, he's like I haven't been able to ski in years my guy, that's not going to make me feel bad for you. I don't feel bad for you because you don't get to ski anymore. Like,
2: it's been 31 years since go I've gotten to ski. Let me come down from my seventh house out on the, f- on the ranch in Colorado, uh, from the mountain top <laughs> where I look down at the peasants. And, uh, um, also I have three ski lifts that take me up to my diamond slopes that I own and I've carved from marble. That's my rich person voice by the way that's. You're doing pretty great. Yeah. Um anyways, uh I I don't remember what I was I was going to say something uh but I'm glad that you brought this up because I have no idea what that is. Uh I I don't know what the situation was. I have I had heard nothing about it. Um I did want to take just one second because uh, this is if you are a fan of Ted Lasso, stop listening to oh this. Oh my god. Spoiler alerts. If you're not caught up, do not listen. I haven't watched the th- the episode that came out today. Um, but we were texting back and forth today and I just wanted to ask, do you have any predictions for the season? Because I, I've got some, I've got some major thoughts and this segment of Gray's Academy is called, we're lassoing Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. <laughs> uh, so deal with it.
1: Yeah. I don't know what Roy I Kent. love about that show is even like, it's so good, but like, it's not I don't feel like it follows a typical trajectory of like, Oh, this is obviously what's going to happen. Um, because I feel like with most shows, they would, they would just win all the time. And I don't right. feel like that's what Ted Lasso And, and also this is different because it's the final season. So they're going to have to like wrap Wait, everything What? Up. Yeah, dude, they're only doing these three seasons.
2: Why? I didn't so know that.
1: Okay. Um, I apologies. <laughs> It's so good. What? Well, let me just talk about this. Okay. Grey's Anatomy was also very good for three straight seasons. And now they're about to do the 20th season and it's not good anymore. So maybe they're just trying to get ahead of that and being like, we're going to end it when everything is pure gold. We're okay, not going to but...
2: dribble off into copper bullshit. And here's, okay, I get it. I get it. Psych did that and they did it well, but they did it for like eight, seasons, seven or eight seasons, give us eight seasons of Ted Lasso. People who watch Grays. also, um, I, I've i been very good at every time I tell people about this podcast who meet in my personal life, they're like, oh, tell me about you, blah, blah, blah. blah. I'm meeting a lot of new people lately. I explain them that I have a podcast, and I said, have you seen Grey's Anatomy? And please answer that with no spoilies. I'm watching it for the first time. Okay, now I'll tell you why that's an important question. So I have all these backstories. But everyone who does say they said i've watched every episode of gray's anatomy and it, the best seasons were like 2 or 3 3 through 8 is like what yes. people say 3 through 8 3 yes. through 9 so okay give us an 8 or 9 seasons of ted lasso is the point i'm trying to make well no
1: <laughs> you don't get to decide <laughs> unfortunately
2: i'm not deciding i'm i'm just <laughs> saying apple Listen, I am a shareholder, and I demand that I you, about you make more Ted Jason. Lasso. What's what's that? It's a bit more about our friend Jason. Oh, uh, did Jason tell you that he doesn't want to do the show anymore?
1: I think he just wants to go out when it's hot. You know what I mean? That's so
2: dumb. So Okay.
1: Dumb. Anyways, let's talk about Grey's Anatomy. Also, um, we are recording this. On Wednesday, March 29th, because we're very ahead of schedule, um, and it will come out on Thursday, March 30th. But on Monday, March 27th, that just passed, it was the 18-year anniversary of the Grey's Anatomy pilot episode premiering on ABC. Happy birthday to you! 18 years ago, and now here we are. So, I just needed to shout that out. I I posted about it on our Instagram story on that day cuz I just
2: felt like it needed to be acknowledged
1: because wow. Yeah,
2: it did. Yeah. You know. It's wow. an impressive it's impressive. Very what are what are live shows that are running that long other than Grey's Anatomy? Not many, right?
1: Grey's is currently the longest running medical
2: network show. It it was ER, I believe, and now it's Grey's. Wow. Uh, Before we jump into the physical episode, at the age of 18, what was Kelsey doing?
1: Um, I was getting ready to go to college. I turned 18 like two weeks before I moved to college. I went three hours away. I went to college and I was like, I'm going to double major. And I did not do that. I got a single
2: major. (laughs) (laughs) Better to double major than double fist. Am I right? Not I at guess college. depending. Depending. <laughs> Not
1: at college. Um so, I was talking yeah. the
2: sexual kind.
1: I was also um watching Grey's Anatomy, because it had been on for a while at that point. So
2: what a journey. At eighteen, I think I was well, I could tell you, I know I wasn't in college. <laughs> uh I think where was I living? Chicago. Mm, No, I think I was living in the church house with two two other bros. We called it the bro pad. (laughs) And we were very clever 18-year-olds. And I think I was working at Finish Line or Sports Authority. I hadn't met Jess yet, which is crazy.
1: I had definitely not met Michael.
2: Yeah. But we've been together for... Almost 12 years now. We That's we've cool. been we dated our entire 20s, and now we're our entire 30s. <laughs> <laughs> we met when
1: I was 23, and we started dating. Like, we met in August of 2013, and we started dating in May of 2014.
2: I love that. I love that for so, you. And you're a beautiful couple with two little beautiful children. Thank you.
1: I think they're very cute also. And just wild.
2: Kids are fucking wild. We'll have to do, we need to do Patreon because also Scandal's getting yeah, wild right we now. We need to but, do so much Patreon. So yeah. sorry. All of our Patreon listeners, so sorry. We are going to get back to you ASAP. We also need Carmen to write. Carmen started a new job. We've both been out of town. We have Six weddings tasks. already this year, some shit.
1: I'm sitting in a room full of boxes that still haven't been unpacked. Mm. So everything's great over here.
2: Yeah. Speaking of great, great anatomy, (laughs) great anatomy, great anatomy.
1: Um, okay. This episode is the 13th episode of the fourth season. It is the 74th episode overall, and it is called peace of my heart. And that's a song.
2: Peace of my heart. Uh, we all know this one. Uh, so this was written, ri- written, written, <laughs> I was about written. To say, <laughs> this was written on horseback uh, by Jerry Ragavoyo, Va- Ra- Ragavoy. Sorry, uh, Jerry Ragavoy and Bert Burns, and it was recorded and performed by Irma Franklin in 1967. Originally. Uh, The single itself peaked at number 10 on the Billboard uh, Rhythm Blue singles charts in December uh, 1967. Now, this song was made more famous by uh, Janis Joplin, and it's worth noting that... uh, this particular version I'm trying to find. Oh, okay. And where is my fucking damn it. Stupid ass notes on my phone. Give me one second here. Everything is great. I promise. Um, I'm looking up where my note went because I wanted to tell you guys how uh, the charting went on it. But uh, the song it's. Breaking off another piece of my heart. Oh, boy, boy. Now, baby. oh, oh break another. Yeah. Not breaking off another piece. Yeah, break <laughs> it. Break another piece of my breaking heart off. Whatever. Um, so, this song, fun fun fact. I lived my entire life thinking that she was saying bacon, bacon, bacon off another piece of my heart. That
1: doesn't like, make ba- any sense.
2: I understand that in retrospect, it doesn't make sense. But I want you to know that that was what I was thinking that's that's what happened um, but anyways, so I don't know where my note is oh, okay, sir so here it is so um she actually Janice Joplin won a Grammy. Janice Joplin won the Grammy for this um for some reason the note uh hid underneath my grays notes and and that should not have been like that. Uh Faith Hill uh also did the song and then Melissa Etheridge and Joss Stone did a a duet of it and this is ranked also number 353 on the Rolling Stones greatest 500 songs of all time. So there you go. It is I a give this a five out. Of, I have the Janis Joplin version on my phone, so I give it a five out of five stars. Uh, the original one uh, by Irma Franklin, very good. Uh, Janis just has a way of. I feel like I have the that, Melissa
1: though. Etheridge one on my phone.
2: Oh, nice! I have not listened to that one. I also don't think I. I, I love uh, Faith Hill, and I listened to her a lot growing up because my dad was a huge. He had a huge crush on Faith Hill, which... I mean, She's very pretty. Okay, Yeah, I understand it. I mean, look at her. Uh, but yeah, I i don't think I've heard her version. But anyways, back to you, Kelsey, baking off another piece of my heart. Just like this episode is baking off another piece of my heart.
1: This episode was written by Stacy McKee and directed by Mark Tinker. It aired May 1st, 2008. Also, that was the year that I went to college. So we're getting close to me being 18 in the Gray's time as well. Uh, It had 15.31 million views. And the Netflix synopsis is... Addison returns to Seattle Grace to perform an operation and is surprised by all the changes in the lives of her former co-workers.
2: Feels I think after. that's pretty good. Yeah. I'm trying to think Me. if there's anything specifically they left out. Um, so, I mean, they could have talked about George is now the king of the interns. Yeah, he does. He
1: has... Um, gotten there
2: he's got a good he's got a good uh a good thing going with those guys ever since lexi cleaned up their house uh george has been top of the world
1: yeah george is really he's he, he seems to be sticking to his goals of um not being annoying <laughs> you know what I mean? well
2: it's not i don't think his goal specifically was i'm not going to be annoying i'm just not going to What what does he say specifically? I'm trying to not complain. He's trying to not complain. But I guess that's one of the... But also,
1: I think when he was talking to his mom, remember, and he was like, oh, I want to be the guy that Bailey named her baby after. He's just trying to, like, recenter everything about him. Like, he's accepting that he's still a resident. I mean, still an intern and not a resident. Yeah. So, things like that. That's how I feel.
2: I, I get that. It's also a big... Every time that I go to Netflix and I see this um the intro clip and it's them sitting go and george is like does anyone think we're learning or whatever and then they have
1: no idea what they're doing or whatever
2: yeah and then Mm -hmm. alex the last thing he says before like the clip of that ends is i hate being an intern and i just think yeah george it sucks you're an intern still yeah you let life get it moved by too quick and Ferris Bueller is so disappointed right now.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. So I think George is just kind of accepting that about everything.
2: Well, I love it. Uh, where do you want to start? Where should we start this um, episode?
1: First of all, no recap.
2: Caught yeah. me off guard. I was no like, recap. Did I
1: miss it again? Nope. There wasn't just
2: one. sweet, sweet smoking hot Addison S- looking directly into my heart. So good, so good. I really? actually forgot that this was a crossover episode. So
1: well, it's not really a crossover. Um, it's more just like a return moment. I think all of the rest of them are for sure crossovers. So we'll have to like keep an eye on it and also actually watch private practice. But do we um, get
2: any crossovers with Leo Bergen? Yes. Really?
1: I mean, C- Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's on private practice when they do it, crossover episodes. Like, it's like a full, like it's, it's like a film where because they aired back to back. So it would be like the same plot, but it would go through both.
2: It is crazy to think that Leo Bergen has enough time to date gone, Abby gone. and become like an actor.
1: Gone to law school and medical school. Yeah,
2: yeah. I he's one of my favorites on
1: private practice. I love the name Cooper,
2: and I love his hawk.
1: Um, no, I love Sadie's hawk, Hawkins. Mm. Where's that?
2: What's that hawk getting into these days? What's the Hawkins?
1: Sadie Hawkins dance in my khaki pants. We, we call it.
2: We call it, uh, wait, we call it Turnabout, where I'm from. That's not what it's
1: called. (laughs) You guys are so weird in the north. Wow. Yankees, am I right?
2: (laughs) Yeah, totally. Uh, Also, I think, Kelsey, now is a really good time. I think you should tell everyone about uh, some friends that were looking to promo uh, swap.
1: Yes. So we have been... Uh, found on our platform that we do our podcast on. Um, uh, some friends who have another podcast. And their podcast is called Fucking Reality Queens. And they, Fucking Reality um, Queens? <laughs> they uh, do multiple episodes a week. They talk a lot about reality TV. So if you are um, in the market for some reality content Uh, there's always drama you know going on with the uh reality television world so you can listen to our friends amelia and sarah
2: all right amelia and sarah take it away so good to meet you and we'll be back after this
1: hey fucking reality queens here I'm Amelia,
0: the one that can't fucking manage to get anybody's name right when we are recapping reality TV shows. And I'm Sarah, the one that laughs inappropriately, sings inappropriately and repeats the same words over and over again. On
1: Tuesdays and Fridays, we cover fucking BS topics and we also cover serious topics like education, true crimes and then something that we are very passionate about bringing
0: awareness to human trafficking we need to bring an end to that bullshit and then on wednesdays and thursdays we recap reality tv shows on networks such as tlc lifetime mtv we'll cover streaming services such as netflix hulu hbo max pretty much whatever bullshit reality tv we're watching at the time we're gonna cover it you can follow rate and review us almost anywhere you get your podcast. We are available on our website at www.fuckingrealityqueens.com. And if you want free and extended content, you can follow us on Patreon for a nominal fee every single month. Hey, I want you all to make sure that you get to any of these sites and download
1: us, join us, because you don't want to miss any of these train wrecks that we like to watch. Make sure you become one of our fellow rubberneckers. I hope to see you there. Yep, hope to
0: see you soon. Later.
2: And we are back. Thank you so much. Uh, I will tell you guys.
1: We've just recovered from a small (laughs) crisis.
2: Well, that was, well, I don't know how long. uh, Well, it was like a minute, right? In like your time. That was 30 minutes in our human time. Uh, (laughs) Technology, am I right? It's fucking fine. Anyways, all right, we have a whole ass episode to do. So Kelsey, let's do it. Let's take it away. Where where do you think we should start? Uh like really digging into this.
1: Um, let's start with who was this a bad this is not like a bad episode for Alex's ups and downs in this one. But other than that, it's like a good episode for everybody, I feel like.
2: I I kinda hated Izzy for most of this episode.
1: This is one of my this episode has one of my favorite Izzy scenes of all I time. I mean,
2: I'm I, I spent most of the episode hating Izzy. Uh also like Christina needs to figure out her situation. Uh because she's just like being a little yellow yellow belly bitch.
1: So type A and she's like her life and her education path have been so like it's all been the same for her whole time, her whole life, and it's just different now with with Han.
2: She's like, "Why won't you love me?"
1: Truly, so I don't know. It's it's uh, it's fun. I love. I don't speak girl.
2: I speak girl. Do you?
1: I think so. I think I could
2: speak, girl. I'm pretty I'm a pretty in tune with my emotions kind of guy, though.
1: So let's talk about should we talk let's talk about Addison, right? She's like the star. We love her. We stand. She's the best. She's back. Her hair's a little darker. She's looking fresh AF. We're so happy to see her. We missed her dearly.
2: We really did. And I uh We're going to have to watch private practice. Like, even if I'm, even if I'm listening to it, to like in traffic driving home or if I take the train to the city, you know, (laughs) like I just have to listen to fingers crossed to take the train to the city.
1: Fingers crossed.
2: Fingers crossed. Um, I'm going to have plenty of time to watch the show. I just need to just do it. Yeah. And shout out to our friend Emily who watched all of private practice and I think she teetered on spoiling something at one point and she was, she was able to pretty quickly recover, but um, we're going to have to get on that. But anyways, yeah. yeah, Addison was great. I'm really looking for, she had, um, she kept, okay, let's talk about Addison then. Liz, you want to start with Addison? Yeah. yeah. Go for it. She, first off, the first interaction we see with her. So great. It's her, Bailey Weber. And they're like, you're back. And she's like, nope, not back. (laughs) And mere moments later we get the awkward hug with Meredith. Uh and she just painful. reverts she reverts back to from queen Addison to like the 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 pleb. I don't I don't know what happens. Uh what was your take on that getting to watch? Like when was the last time you actually watched this episode?
1: Uh couldn't tell you.
2: Okay. A, so what was what was what was going through your head? Like just I laughed. The joy I of seeing Addison laughed. again and all this.
1: I audibly laughed when she hugs Meredith because she says, hold on, I have it. Did you see that? I hugged you. You stole my husband from me and I hugged you.
2: <laughs> and then she, but We're before not. that, she's like, "She's like, come here, you. She's like,
1: I don't have time to beat around the bush. I'm just going to say all the things that are in my head.
2: And it's in all of our heads, too. I so love it. So it's great. Um, yeah. I, and she's like, oh, California. I'm so grown. <laughs> yeah hair like, I've, hair have moved
1: on, I've grown
2: experienced uh, growth, I surf now, but like not <laughs> really a, no, <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. she's just so great,
1: she really is, so she's there to operate on this baby who has <laughs> what? everything outside of its body, no, it's all it ends up only being the heart, they think it's gonna be everything, but it's only the heart. Not that that's not a huge thing. That's right. like one of the most important things. Um, so you Mark know they say
2: like, the the heart is the brain of the cardio system. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even get it out. I was trying to say something funny and it just it sucked. It was stupid <laughs> and I but I laughed at it. I thought it was yeah, great. Well, that's
1: typical. Um, so <laughs> I love you. I love you too. The um, yeah. yeah the baby's heart is outside of the baby's body, but it's still functional. It's just out there. So, Mark, much like God, has grown a skin flap
2: for this, this baby. Mark? <laughs> Mark's kind of steals the episode. I love this episode.
1: And God saw his skin flap and said, it was
2: good. Can I, can I also just say, for anyone who's really been... Uh, religiously listening to this podcast. First off, thank you. Um, if you're listening to this for the first time, or if you're religiously listening to us, and have not given us a five-star review on iTunes, or written us a review uh, on Apple Podcasts, yes, please do. Or if you've not given us a five-star review on uh, Spotify, please do. Uh, follow the episode on both, whatever you listen to. Uh, and follow us at Gray's Academy Pod at uh, on Instagram. Make sure to do that. Um, but if you've been listening religiously to this show, I want you to know that this episode is making me rethink the rating that I gave to the last episode.
1: Because the last episode was bad.
2: It was <laughs> not bad. It was not bad. But, like, it was not good. This episode is good. This episode is very good. Very good. So, listen.
1: Like, man, I can't wait for Carmen to give this episode like a two and a half because my <laughs>
2: guts go <fell> out. <laughs> This episode is probably my favorite episode of all time. Two and a half stars <laughs> out of a hundred. Truly how it feels at this <laughs> point. I don't know even how to talk to you anymore. <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyways. Okay, so continue. I'm sorry. I think I cut you off saying something I don't fucking know anymore. It's I also don't know. You
1: know. we were talking about Mark. Mark.
2: Oh, yeah. No, Mark's the episode. This He's is great. great. Um, but you were saying he makes a skin flap.
1: Yes, he makes a skin flap for the little baby with no with no skin over his heart. His heart's just out of his body, but it's functional. So basically, they've brought Addison in from L.A. to do this surgery with Han. So, um, but before we get to the patient side of it, that's why she's there. But let's talk about the personal side. Obviously, that's more fun. That's the drama. So she, her reaction when she learns that Meredith and Derek have broken up is Impeccable.
2: It's so good.
1: She's livid. She's like, I cannot believe this motherfucker divorced me for this woman. And they're not even together anymore.
2: Where have we heard this before? (laughs) So dumb. Um, There's a theme. Someone in the writer's room (laughs) had to have gotten cheated on. And that person... And the cheater immediately broke up. Like, there has to be a writer in there somewhere going, we need a third person now <laughs> to go through this same shit. They're getting yeah. married. They cheat. They get divorced. And then they end up breaking up with that person. We need all of these things to happen in this show. Yeah,
1: And the person that they cheated with, like Mark and that Yeah, you know, it's good stuff. It's you know a full what, circle. Yeah. yeah. So she's upset about that. She... At the end of that, I like the moment. What did you, what was your take on her at the end of the episode with Meredith in the bar when she's like, are you seriously going to just like let him not, like, are you not going to be with him?
2: I think, I think it's good. Uh, We've seen the podcast, John. uh, We've seen over the three seasons we get of Addison. We get, well, I guess two, really. Um, We get a lot of character development in a very short amount of time. She has multiple arcs over that two two year or that one year period, which I guess in real life, Gray's time is like what three months, yeah, and <laughs> so I wouldn't say that that's growth. I would just say that Addison has always been a very honest person, and she she knew that she messed up with Derek. Yeah. We saw in that flashback where they're, like, fighting in, in their home that she screwed up. We get it. She, we she really wanted to make everything work, and she did it all in the face of the bullshit that Derek throws back, the stuff that we really rag on him for a long time. It's true, though. Like, Meredith, what are you doing? But it's also not just her fault. Addison also didn't ask any questions. She's just like, Meredith, you're not going to fucking fight for this guy? Like, it's it's there's, there's no inquisitiveness, you know? Yeah.
1: Well, she's just like, it's so obvious that you guys are meant to be together. So, like, why aren't you together? That was, like, the whole premise of the first three seasons of the show. Is like, obviously,
2: these people are meant for each other. Shauna forgot to tell Addison that she plans on tearing everything down to start over again fresh. She forgot to tell Addison that. Apparently.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. It's, uh, it's just, you know, we love Addison. It's funny to see she is the same, but she has also changed since she has gone away from the show to L.A. And I think that's interesting.
2: So what were, with within within the interactions with Derek Meredith, we have a little bit, we have a, like a lot of good interactions with, she interacts with every single person in this episode. Yes, yeah, right? she really does. Yeah. Weber, Mark, Other Derek. Other than,
1: not, not the interns.
2: No, no, but all the core characters. Yeah. She interacts with everyone. Uh, what were some of the things that stood out to you of, of changing as you rewatch this, but also temper your answer because obviously you 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 know all the backstory and you know the future and everything.
1: I do know the future. Um, I mean, I just feel like she is. She has. She's more. She does seem zen in a way. She doesn't yeah. seem as tightly wound. So. She
2: seems less. Uh, uh, like nothing's really rattling her. Yeah. And even when she goes up to Meredith and says like what what are you doing?" She's not saying she's not coming from a place of weakness when she says it. Does that make sense? No.
1: no it's more she's like she's just i feel like she's speaking. She's like as someone who has had Derek and lost Derek i'm giving I'm like telling you like this is you don't you don't want to let him go like don't let him go,
2: which we will hopefully have." predictions for but my thoughts on that is i don't (laughs) let him go (laughs) yeah just 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 fucking just go just get out of here Derek. go do your thing with rose nobody cares yeah
1: well addison cares apparently
2: you guys you guys go together just as well as fitz and olivia pope you just Fitz and Olivia don't. have
1: a way more chemistry Like there's problems It's wildly problematic But like the chemistry between Fitz and Olivia In my opinion is really really palpable Way more than Than Derek and Meredith
2: Yeah well, Which they, I they... think
1: is why a lot of people look past The fact that They're so problematic Like it, Fitz is trash Oh yeah um, Like I mean More than Derek in a lot of ways But um, I think people will kind of look past it, A, because they're both very, very beautiful people, and B, because they really have insane chemistry. And I think people will just kind of turn a blind eye to uh, every aspect of their relationship being garbage. It yeah. really sounds like I could
2: be talking about Derek and Meredith, though. So, <laughs> Who
1: knows yeah. At this
2: point? <laughs> Honestly, I was having a hard time keeping up with which one you were talking about in that show. <laughs> I I do think that Derek and Meredith have good chemistry. I do think that Fitz and Olivia had have good chemistry, but I hate I think both of them together.
1: Fitz and Olivia sexual chemistry, I think, is truly like on another level than most people in a lot of shows, like. Just those two actors together, like the, just like the sexual tension and anytime they're in a room together, you're just like, Jesus Christ. Whereas like with Derek and Meredith, when they are being together that we've seen, it's like, okay, yes, they have, they have sexual chemistry. They like work well together, but with Olivia and Fitz, you're like, if they're in a room and they're not boning, you're like, why aren't you boning? I don't yeah. know. It's just like very like, and it might be, you know, the difference of the, the tension just in the shows themselves. Because scandal is just like typically a more tense show. But
2: yeah, it's very scandalous.
1: It really is.
2: So, anyways, yes, we do get more of a Zen. zen I almost said a Zen Melly, uh, <laughs> a Zen Addison. Okay, wait, hold on, Addison or Melly? Who are you picking? Oh, don't make me do that. That's gonna be on I our cannot, next Patreon I episode. I
1: cannot pick between those two. No.
2: I. It's. Yeah, we can't. The, the Patreon. Go to Patreon, find out, someday we'll record this, we will get better at this, I promise everyone. Okay, anyways, so, Mer- uh, not Meredith, uh, Addison and Bailey. Yes. Wow. Let's just, can we just take a moment and just talk about how all of my predictions are incredible? Are they though? Uh, I said that Bailey and Tuck were going to get a divorce, they're going to get a divorce. And I also said that Han and Callie are gonna uh, bone.
1: Callie literally boned Mark in this episode. And no, he said they that didn't. Han was gonna bone
2: Mark. Oh my gosh, they're all gonna bone. They're all going to Bone <laughs> Town.
1: Bone Town. You don't think Callie and Mark went to go have sex? Uh,
2: did, did they do it in this episode, or is it after this episode?
1: It is. It is the moment they are outside of Joe's.
2: Get out of here. <laughs> um, so yeah, Bailey and Bailey and Addison. We get that scene. Um, I, I made a note of it here. So yeah, fuck. I wrote so many fucking notes. Uh, the scene at
1: in the middle when at when Bailey's giving her the updates about everyone else, or the scene at the end when Bailey's like, "I can't tell you." The about first. My
2: life? The first scene when okay. she's like. Where Addison's like, yeah, nothing's changed. And Bailey's like, well, everything has changed. Yeah. But it's the fine. The
1: making money. <laughs> uh,
2: um, Adele and Weber.
1: Yes, Adele and Weber and Derek and Meredith. And then she starts to say her. Yes. But Addison cuts her off because she's losing her mind that Derek and Meredith aren't together anymore.
2: Yeah. I also, I don't I don't know what your thoughts on that particular scene was with Addison. Initially watching it, I was kind of upset. I was like, why would you cut off Bailey? How dare you cut off Bailey? <laughs> but then I thought about it. There's no world that Addison would ever think that Bailey and Tuck would be on, on like, yeah. the Fritz, right. Yeah. Like, so I don't know. What, what were your thoughts on that scene?
1: Um, I like it. I agree with what you're saying. I, I, I think it's more just along the lines of like, she there's also no world where she thinks that Derek and Meredith aren't together because he left her for Meredith. So right, obviously right, right. they would never. So like her tunnel vision on that is to like focus for her to to really give a shit about anything else. Because I also think she would care more about Adele and Weber because. She knew them before.
2: Yeah, and she has, like, a, a personal relationship with both of them.
1: And the last time she was aware, Adele was having a miscarriage, and Richard was there to be with her.
2: That's right. That was, that was like, what was happening in the thick of when we last saw Addison. That's a good call-out. I actually forgot about that completely. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Wow. Okay, that gives me more to think about here. You would think that that would have stopped her in her tracks, too.
1: You remember Denny?
2: Uh which one? So long the ago. The pancake restaurant? It was so long ago. Uh, <laughs> that was 3 so weeks ago happened. in Shonda time. I can't. That was season I 2. But it was 3 weeks ago.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just
2: it's so much. Okay. So, remember that scene when they touched in the hallway? His ghost touched her. Ugh, that is a very good scene. Uh that was my favorite scene in this show. Interesting. I have now a new favorite scene in this show.
1: From this episode?
2: From this episode.
1: I'm gonna guess what it's, it is.
2: Okay. She's got her is looking, it, she's got her thinking it, face on.
1: Is it something with Callie and Han? No. Damn.
2: Yeah, one more guess before I just tell you. Come on, use your noodle, PB and J Otter. (laughs) Noodle, use your noodle. (laughs) I don't know. Okay, it's the scene where... Addison, Meredith, Rose, Derek, and Mark are oh, all in the fucking elevator. That is the best elevator scene ever, hands down. Because just,
1: Derek gets in, and then Meredith gets in, and then Addison gets in, and then Rose gets in, and then it opens up, and Mark sees them, and the way he just laughs, he's like, "I don't even fucking care. This is funny." And then the the bet you're wishing you took the stairs right
2: about now. Oh, it's so good. so good. I swear that when they did that scene they did not tell mark what he was going to open up to the elevator for <laughs> because it's not it's not a fake that's not a fake laugh that is a real this is fucking funny
1: what's interesting about acting is that sometimes it seems real
2: no see you don't understand it's not like oh, people can fake cry understand. you don't understand okay there's nothing about that. acting or the theater that you understand. Mm. Delightful.
1: Delightful.
2: Just so everyone knows, that's the equivalent of Kelsey saying that there's nothing about music that I understand. <laughs> I do have a theater degree. Yeah, literally. <laughs> she's a it's professional. It's been wildly useful. Look at look us uh, now. Uh, we, we have a top 200 in the United States podcast. We, we do. It is, this is successful. We have We have reached success. I agree. Some people climb Mount Kilimanjaro or <laughs> Mount Everest, and we make podcasts. <laughs> we sit in our chairs. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyways, that's my new favorite scene of all of all of history.
1: For sure, a very good one. It's, it's my favorite totally elevator different. scene, that's for sure.
2: They're they're totally different, right? Like you could not yeah. get farther apart. So that's a comedic scene, number one, and then real dramatic scene. It's the Denny and Izzy yeah. touching shoulders.
1: Uh, okay, so what else about Addison? The end scene with Addison and
2: Bailey—that's sad. I actually have just that is very sad. Yes, um, I just have so many notes from Addison. I just she had so many good quotes. There was so well, much good. She com- does, conversation. but also sh-
1: they put her in so many storylines, which is fair because it's like if you went back to a place like you would be visiting with everybody. But yeah, yeah. like I, you for sure would have a lot of notes because she's like got a hand in everyone's storyline in this one.
2: Yeah um, but let's let's talk Specifically about the Bailey and Addison scene at the end because I did write Specific notes for that so why don't you start us off
1: Okay So she goes in And she's like you seem sad Like what's going on you are not Yourself and Bailey's Like I can't I can't Talk to you about it because if I Talk to you about it I will break down and I don't Have time for a breakdown and It's yeah. upsetting
2: the thing is, is she still tells her and yeah, she says, yeah, yeah. I, the, the, the problem is, is that if I tell you that Tuck moved out
1: mm-hmm.
2: and that I haven't slept alone in what, 12 years, yeah, I'm going to have a breakdown. And then she just sits, she sits next to her on the, the ledge.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I, I actually am having a hard time remembering what, so what came after that? Was it,
1: after it just that cuts?
2: Is, yeah. Derek with. Eric telling Jennifer that Philip died. Right. Um. So so reverse a couple of seconds. This this is uh. So they they kind of cross two storylines over. They they talk about yeah. the baby where one had died very recently, I guess, in another hospital. I think where the heart was growing on the outside of its chest, and the baby squeezed it. No, oh, it was Just in utero. It was in utero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the baby the, yeah. It, it, in utero. And, and like, what she hemorrhaged out and the baby died, or something like that. Um. And then you get this callback to that scene, and Bailey says, My heart hurts so much sometimes I want to rip it from my chest with yeah. my own little hands. Sad. Like goosebumps, Kelsey, goosebumps. So sad. That's um Chandra Wilson, right? Yes. We don't we don't get a lot of like we get a lot we get a lot of Bailey. We get a lot yeah. of Bailey. But this season has been mm-hmm. like really heavy on Chandra's range. Does she win yeah. an award or was she getting any nominations she for this? She was nominated
1: season? the same time that Sandra O oh and Izzy were nominated. And I think she was also nominated So she was nominated in the second season and the third season, I think. And then I don't remember about this one. Um, but yes, she's very, very talented. Um, and I, I like, we see a lot of Bailey up until this point, but what's different this season is they're showing us the personal, which the character that we have previously been introduced to was very like only business, keep your personal shit to yourself. So it's, um, it's twofold in that we are learning more about her and we're seeing what she's like when she's not in this like professional like business 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 mindset.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's uh you're getting the 180. You're getting the you're getting the the Jekyll and Hyde mm-hmm. version of Bailey. Um But yeah, sad scene, powerful scene. I I wish there was more I almost wish there was more talking around it. Like they, they had more dialogue because I would have liked to have seen Addison get to like kind of, kind of respond to that. But I think it's just as powerful with, with Bailey's character having the final say in that scene.
1: hmm Um, then we get a scene with her and Richard. Where he's like, well, she says, oh, I do miss, I miss this. And he's like, I will put the paperwork through tonight.
2: <laughs> Literally, he he said, come back right now. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Weber um, is so funny.
1: Yeah. And then she's like, I needed to come back to know it was right to leave. um, Which I like. And I think she's getting like closure, not closure for closure, because like, obviously we know they're. There are more crossover episodes, Um, but she's and she straight up she's like fill my position, which then made me realize I was like, oh yeah, there's like not yeah an ob. (laughs) I mean I'm sure there are, but there's not like her position's open apparently, so yeah, fill that. Um, So
2: what was what was um, Norman? Ah, Norman. Wasn't he, was an, he was an intern. <laughs> no, no, I know, but when uh, he goes in, and was it Derek or Marcos? oh, are you the new Obi? The Obi, uh, the Obi uh, replacement? No, something was, like that?
1: I think he was going to be cardio, because it was right after
2: Burke left, but before Han got there. Oh, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm remembering it wrong. I thought he said, are you the new, uh, new gyno specialist or something? I don't know. But anyways, um, I digress. A couple other... Addison notes that I had Mm -hmm. Um, The lunch scene Fucking the lunch (laughs) scene Okay let's talk about that Are you speaking
1: the vagina monologues
2: I listen I just want all of you to know If there's anything That I know It's when people are gonna bang And Callie Is going to bang Han And at the end of the episode Han's giving her the eyes and Callie has to literally leave that situation because she's like, I just think, what is happening? And then Han with the the the, the hair and the lip gloss, like, what? Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's going to happen. It's written in stone.
1: I will say, they have more chemistry than George and Izzy. <laughs> <laughs> that is what I
2: will say. So that means you're confirming that if also, those are. People... Also, what
1: I will say is Callie saying, I like penis. I love penis. I like penis.
2: <laughs> Just over and I'm a over. Big,
1: big fan. Big fan of penis.
2: Just the biggest penis fan.
1: <laughs> and then when she goes to Meredith and Christina and she's like, hey, did anyone ever think you're a couple? And Meredith says, no, because we screw boys like whores on tequila. And then Christina says,
2: and then we marry them or try and drown ourselves. <laughs> it's so good. It's so <laughs> funny. I had to watch that scene like four times. Yeah. It's very good. Uh yeah, Callie, so here's here's what I really like about this show in general. There's more comedy aspects than I would have thought, but I think they're they're growing. They're growing into like hey, yes, this is dramatic. Yes, we're going to have a woman with HIV who's gonna be pregnant because their condom broke. Like, yes, Mm -hmm. there's gonna be a guy with a swastika, and yes, a guy is gonna explode. Great. But also, Callie is going to eventually kneel down to the table and whisper to Meredith and Christina and go, hey, this is my problem, and they're both going to reference trying to kill themselves (laughs) and then getting left at the altar by Burke. Yep. Like it is, the writers are onto something here. They're mm-hmm. cooking right now with gas. I'm into it.
1: Into it. They're doing a good job. Um, so what? Anything else about Addison specifically?
2: Uh, yeah. So she, I like that the scene where Izzy is like, "Addison, I need your help," and then Izzy, uh, Addison is like, I, "No, I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't even go here, here anymore." <laughs> yeah. Pull yourself out of the potato chips. Do and it? then Izzy says, "I lost." She's like, "You were a fighter," and Izzy's like, "I lost a lot of fights lately." Just for the record, Izzy, you picked those fights, and you lost those fights you picked. You dumb a hole. Mm-hmm. The 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 surgery scene. Who is the unlucky McRebound? Uh, <laughs> fucking. And then she's
1: like, what are we not doing the Mick thing anymore? <laughs>
2: <laughs> As if that's the issue. Hey, everyone's gonna stink on me because I said McRebound. <laughs> Uh, it's, and then, uh, Bailey's like, uh, the woman immediately to your right, handing you the surgical (laughs) instruments. And then she goes, Hey, (laughs) six dates, heavy petting, lots of tongue, tongue. good guy, scalpel. (laughs) Yeah. Rose is funny.
1: Yeah. That was funny. It's a funny, funny epi.
2: Yeah, but those were those are pretty much the notes I had. I wanted to make sure I called out some of those quotes. Uh, you get kind of a, a nice scene with uh, Derek and Addison together. Uh, I don't remember what they were talking about. Apparently, I can't find the notes of that specifically. Uh, For which one? Derek and Addison are talking to each other.
1: Oh, like at the beginning when. Um... Mm, addison asks him about meredith i think and he won't talk to her about it so then she asks about the clinical trial because he (laughs) says well if it doesn't going well then i kill people for sport
2: oh yeah 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 Yeah. i don't for some reason i don't have that note in here but that that was a scene that i thought was good that was Mm -hmm, it was it's nice
1: they were just like they're just fine together i like that
2: yeah we don't need any TV trope of them of her pining over him. She's a right, strong, yeah. independent woman. She's moved on. I'm really happy about that.
1: Yeah, so. and we've seen we've seen that. That was the plot of season three, right? They, yeah. She's moved on.
2: Yeah. Um. So oops. we're about fifty minutes into the episode. Should we take a quick pause for a regional sponsor advertisement? We really, we really should. We should. Uh, we'll be back after a word from our regional sponsors. And, uh, whatever they say, just believe it to be true.
1: One of the best things about finishing a great book is knowing that you have another one ready to go in your to-be-read pile. With Book of the Month, you can make sure that your to-be-read pile stays stocked and ready to go. Each month, you can use the app to select from five to seven titles vetted and curated by the team at Book of the Month, focusing specifically on debut authors and early releases. If you can't choose just one, you can always upgrade and add more from your selection. And if that TBR pile starts to get a little too tall, you can skip as many months as you need to give yourself a little extra time to catch up on what you have. Personally, I am a huge fan of suspense and psychological thrillers, so I was very excited to see multiple books on the selection list for May that fit that description. I selected two different titles, both of which are set in Washington State, just like our favorite show, Grey's Anatomy. I thoroughly enjoyed The Return of Ellie Black, the first thriller novel from Amiko Jean, and have *Middle Tide* by Sarah Crouch ready to read on my road trip next week. Right now, you can sign up for Book of the Month and use code PETALS to get your first book for only $5. That's code PETALS, P-E-T-A-L-S, to get your first book for only $5. Watch out for that blue box at your door and get your TBR pile stocked and ready.
2: And we are back Thank you Thank you regional sponsors
0: um, And if there yeah, were none thank you so just,
2: much <laughs> you know, <laughs> Disregard
1: everything we've said
2: <laughs> Disreg- So listen, just listen to us Basically listen to us regardless But if there were sponsors Listen to them And uh, yeah. anything that they're selling you Capitalism Just go buy it
1: <laughs> Yes uh, Since we've had a small pause We will continue our small pause With everyone's favorite segment Livin in Land.
2: Living in China Living in China <laughs> oh, oh.
1: there was a snake in that one <laughs> like a <laughs> rock and roll snake
2: yeah rock and roll snake that's very good <laughs> you know what i thought about today randomly the crazy no. train cover <laughs> in trolls
1: they just announced the new trolls movie shut the fuck mm-hmm. up trolls band together
2: uh, you know Anna Kendrick and uh, Justin Timberlake really need to keep cranking out the hits. Yeah, okay, you know? so totally good for them not doing anything else. Good for them. Anyways, that's just how I thought of that today. So, all right, Shondaland, what do we got? Two ladies. Ooh, two ladies. Uh, is it safe to assume that it's the mom of the heart baby? Yes. And then HIV lady. Yes. Oh, I am incredible. I. I'm a Shonda flat making God.
1: Well, were there any other women in this episode? No. Well, you did great. Thank you. Um, I just okay, needed your affirmation. So Meg Keone is Nikki. So the mom of the heart baby, and she was in one episode of scandal. I don't remember which one, please don't ask me. And I,
2: I need to pause you right there. She is Beautiful. She's very pretty. She has all the stuff making But in
1: like in such like a natural way. You know, yeah. what I mean? like it's like it's effortless is what I mean to say, like an effortless beauty. Like I'm like you ha- I'm like you just look like you have no makeup on and you're just stunning.
2: Yeah. It was it was very very good. Um I'm a fan. She's very pretty. And I I don't think I know her from somewhere, but uh also I was watching we'll, we'll get back to it. Just remind me I think I know the other person but um take it away. Um
1: and then Kathleen Rose Perkins played Sarah, which was the um pregnant woman with HIV and she was in one episode of Private Practice that I remember vividly,
2: so we will get there. <laughs> Good. I I need to I'm looking up on IMDb right now because I feel like I know her from somewhere. Uh, none of these seem like movies that I know um, yeah i'm not i feel like i should have i should look this up Royal Pains. she was in an episode of Royal pains
1: one of your favorite
2: u s a network shows one of all of the u s a network shows that I watched uh t- Blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to see if there's anything else she was in Because me, I, I, she was only in one episode of that I, I, I'm I good with faces But like She probably was a very obscure person in that show Anyways Alright, I give up
1: Um. Okay, so Yeah, that was it for Shondaland this week Um, Obviously uh, I think I had said in the last one That Jennifer was in Something else, but I don't remember but uh, you can look back on last week's episode if you want to find out.
2: <laughs> Jennifer is the one who uh, she was. She was uh, she's married to the the brain brain guy, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, I got to look her up because I, I, I feel like I also want the more and more I see her in this episode. I'm like, I I know her from somewhere. So while you're going on to the next topic, I'm going to do some IMDb research.
1: Okay. Um I think uh, did we decide we're done with Addison?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. Addison is in the past. We, hit, we, we still love Addison.
1: In. Yeah, 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 for sure.
2: But uh we we no longer are talking about her specifically.
1: Um, I do want to touch on the fact that Mark immediately hits on Addison. He's immediately oh, five like 5 seconds in. Do you want to go have sex?
2: <laughs> I made this flap. I am god. Let's go bone. That's The Order. And it was great. It was so funny. Oh, she was in The Grudge. That was a scary movie I saw. That was a very scary movie. That's one of the movies that uh, ruined me.
1: Um, Okay, I think we can just go ahead and get into the Callie and Erica conversation. Because I like when Erica and Addison are talking and Callie comes up and she's like, didn't I tell you? Like to Han, she's like, didn't I tell you she's amazing? Like, don't you love her? Isn't she great? And, um, and so there's like, again, like the, that's kind of Addison's first, like, hmm, situation. And I like the moment where Erica says like, oh, did she tell you she's divorced? And Addison's like, what? and um <laughs> surprise and then uh Callie Erica kind of like prompts Callie and and Callie says which you know ended up being like one of the best things that could have happened to me and it's just like a very supportive like clearly they've talked about a lot of things together they really know each other they have a very supportive relationship and then they are also kind of like the finishing each other's sentences like... Uh,
0: and they're sandwiches. Like, oh, are you going
1: this way? I'll just go. I'll I'll walk with you and then whatever. And then later on, that's when Addison's like, you seem like a couple, like a really happy couple. Which, again, we mentioned last week was a, I've been in situations where people are like, are you guys like... To, well, you're like together all the time. Surprised no one ever thought Jessica and I were a couple.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I um, I still think that's the case. You <laughs> guys are just in a relationship together, long distance. Uh, long yeah.
1: distance is hard with my boo. Yeah, uh,
2: and then as they walk away from that opening scene, uh, I think Han has her hand, or Callie has her hand on Han's shoulder, or something like like vice versa. And I'm like, they they're they're gonna smush, and good for them. Everyone deserves consensual booty smushing. Uh. See what else we got here And then they so at one point Christina goes up to Callie And is like what, what's the deal What like what do I got to do she's just tell her how you feel just tell her how you, I think it's the lunch scene tell her how you feel And that's what Addison's like Oh yeah I'm calling you out right now I'm getting the yeah. vibes Addison like even Sees listen. the vibes
1: she's a great listener Um Oh and she, And then Christina walks away and Callie goes Oh I live with her now
2: <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> small little detail. So I'm divorced and I live with Christina now, in Burke's apartment. Yeah. Uh, Callie, what else we got for you, Callie? Uh,
1: She's not really involved with the patients this episode, is she?
2: No, no. not that I can think of. She's just involved with
1: Addison. <laughs> Which, that was another friendship that I miss seeing.
2: Yeah. So, Although, yeah. here's here's the thing that's really a bummer about the way they're portraying Addison in regards to the hospital. Podcast burp. They're making it seem like she really just didn't stay in touch with anyone.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, she was in a transitional phase in her life. She needed to separate. Separate herself. I guess...
2: Are you sad? Yeah I want to see them talk I want to see them be friends They deserve to be friends All Listen, there are two things in life That people deserve Okay Consensual sex anytime they want And friendship Mm. And all I'm saying Is Addison is lacking in the friendship department
1: you and I only speak when we do this podcast. We don't ever speak outside of this podcast. Shut
2: the fuck <laughs> up and stop talking to me during this podcast. It's too much talking.
1: You're right. You're right. No speaking ever. Podcast the podcast is over. And
2: the podcast is it. That's over. Once, you know, neither of us are super ambitious. So It's been real.
1: We have no It's been goals. real.
2: We... uh we hate, we actually, we, none of you listeners, uh, all, of the, all of the incredibly meaningful relationships and wonderful things you've yeah. said to us over these past couple of years, the time that you've taken to reach out to us, it's meant nothing. It's meant nothing to us.
1: So sorry. So sorry we, to disrupt your, <laughs> your listening ship.
2: We, we, t- we don't ever talk about it and recall conversations fondly uh, in our own personal texting because we don't text each other. So, good times. I hate Carmen.
1: Uh, yep. Okay. So,
2: real talk. Real talk.
1: I I understand what you're saying though. Like it does imply that she really has not talked to anybody. But again, I kind of understand. She a little bit just wanted to like get out and and move on with her own shenanigans. Yeah, which she has, and we will watch those eventually.
2: Love a good shenanigan.
1: Um. Okay. So yeah, we got the Cali stuff. Do, 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 do. But at the end of the
2: episode when Callie just downs that shot And she's like, Mark, yeah, let's go fucking dance Yeah, and and then Bone Addison's like, she's egging Han on Isn't she beautiful? Yeah And Han's like, just staring right at her ass And she's going, oh yeah, she's beautiful yeah. <sighs> It's interesting All I'm saying is Han's got a thing For Callie And Callie Has a thing For Han And she doesn't Want to admit it yet She's embarrassed
1: Yes her reaction When Addison Asked about it Was not um, She did not Think positively Of the implication
2: Yeah But she also Didn't Say it in a way That was like Super steadfast She was awkward About it Embarrassed And awkward Like if So my best friend Steve we also, the same thing, people are like, oh, are you guys gay? Like, what the fuck? No, we're not. I love my best friend, Steve. And if someone came up to me <laughs> and, and your said...
1: friend, Steve. Yeah,
2: if someone came up and was like, oh, you speak in the penis monologues or whatever whatever <laughs> Addison says, I'd be like, listen, I am very comfortable with my sexuality to say I love you to another man. And I say I love you to a lot of men because I love a lot of men. But there is nothing in this world that I love more than a pair of woman titties. <laughs> I was about
1: to say, it's
2: boobs. It's boobs. It's a boobs man. I, there's nothing in the world more loved by me than boobs.
1: Other than your wife.
2: Her boobs, and specifically. Child. Well, two very different loves. <laughs> yes. I just need to point that out. My 16-month-old daughter and my wife's <laughs> boobs are two very different loves. <laughs> and also your wife in general. My wife in general. That's a third kind of love. <laughs> okay.
1: So... Um, also you are are you aware that the Vagina Monologues is a play? No, okay, but I do know about reference. Hamilton okay, well, the Vagina Monologues is a theatrical production, so that's it's about women telling their stories and like a lot about how they've dealt with different types of sexism and relationships and just a woman's a woman's journey through the world.
2: I have not ever heard of that. But I believe that's you, being as you... Me.
1: But also, I was in a different, like, even before theater, uh, I was going <laughs> to say, well, I knew about it in high school. But I also went to an all-girls high school, so it makes sense that it would have come up.
2: The only plays that I actually know that exist are Hamilton, Les Mis, Cats, and The Lion King. You know oh, and wicked. Book of Mormon. And Beetlejuice, that's it. Wicked? Uh, Wicked... Is that, is, is that, I was about to say, is that the and Phantom you of the Opera? Into the Woods. But the Phantom of the Opera is the Phantom of the Opera. And I was going to say Into the Woods, yes. But Into the Woods is most famous for its uh, live action adaptation. <laughs> it's not, but it's, <laughs> that's how you know it. That's how I know it. <laughs> On accident. Yeah. Gosh. Um, okay, that's so.
1: Hard. God. Um. Yes, that's what the Vagina Monologue sends. Uh So let's talk about. How good you are predictions Because I think Four different times Now you've said That we weren't gonna see Ava Rebecca again And
2: she shows right up Uh yeah What in the actual Effing fuck Yeah He sees Addison And immediately Rebecca's there Just showing up And also She starts the episode By saying she's pregnant And by the end of the episode She's not pregnant What 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 What
1: Yeah Um, also real quick shout out with the Alex storyline when he says like, Oh, I would never let anyone else take this case. Like he wants to work with Addison and the babies. Like it's cute. So then yeah, Ava Rebecca is like, I'm pregnant. You need to talk to me and deal with your bullshit. And he's like, want to bet? And so he does not. (laughs) Um, Barry he, says, Alex. he says,
2: my body, my choice. Bye.
1: <laughs> so very Alex. Um, obviously, the reaction, the way he phrases the question, are you going to keep it or have an abortion is crass. But yes. the thought of like, you know, it's up to you, whatever you do, I'll support you, I think is forward thinking, especially in 2008. Um, however, again, he... He poses it like you can see her reaction is that was not what she thought he was going to say. And then he's like, I have to go. I have a really big case.
2: Which is like not wrong. This is what would they say? Like 200 something cases like this uh, ectopic heart thing.
1: Yeah, it's wild.
2: It is wild. Uh, So, yeah, I, I I get it. Obviously, he's crass because that's just Alex, um, and weird. not wanting
0: to
1: process things.
2: Yeah, weird, weird arc journey for him in this episode. Um, mm-hmm. But I did not see that coming. I, I <laughs> you was, didn't think she was pregnant? I didn't. I didn't expect her to show up, and the thing that she says is that she's pregnant. Yeah, it makes sense because they just boned, but apparently that was five weeks ago. I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. It's a time. Speaking of time, not making any sense here. Last week to this week, uh, Meredith has a clinical trial.
1: Yes. I was going to say the same thing because the five week thing would have been Alex. That was like before the writer's strike. Um, And then the contest comes and they're like, oh, Derek and Meredith broke up five weeks ago. And that was when Alex and Ava boned. And then. Yeah, it's just like it's very uh, how she would have gotten so quickly to the human stages of a clinical
2: trial is you would you need legal write off. You need control groups. You need variable groups. You need an entire legal sign off like everything. Probably rats before people. Rats before people, which is a great name of a band.
1: <laughs> um, so yeah, it's uh, that I had a very, very similar question.
2: So if you so if, if you are a listener and you work in the medical field and you've participated or established a mm-hmm. clinical trial, reach out to us at grazeacademypod at gmail dot com and uh, message Kelsey directly and let us let us know your thoughts. Please, please. Uh yeah a- the Ava the Ava Rebecca thing so annoying uh, Izzy just gets looped into the storyline mm-hmm. for some reason which by the way I'm glad we actually have interns in this episode like yes, actually I said seeing that. I wrote
1: that I said hey Izzy has interns again and then I said hey Meredith has interns
2: again also completely forgot she did CPR on a fucking deer yes, <laughs> completely forgot that was dumb what what, what what Izzy what were you thinking dumb Gosh. Anyways, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, I she gets looped in, she does the like the cat scan or whatever scan she does. She does a blood test and there's mm-hmm. no pregnancy. There's nothing there. But yeah, we end the episode with Alex touching her tum-tum. Yes.
1: After he's seen the teeny baby with the outside heart and he's like, "Oh, wait, I love babies. I want to be a dada. This
2: Which little baby This little baby's outside heart has melted my inside heart.
1: Oh, that was cute. Thank you. Also, uh, he is mean to those hippies.
2: Oh, yeah. Terrible. And they hear him.
1: (laughs) Yes, he's mean to their face. And then he goes out in the hall and is mean again.
2: The way that Bailey said, Dr. Correct. Love it. I had I had to watch that a couple of times too. She's you so good. You are feeling all
1: of your feelings out in the open. <laughs> Do me a favor and shove them back in.
2: Good advice. Good advice, Bailey. <laughs> Bottle them up till they explode, Alex. It's I love fine. it so much. Um, it's very funny. Uh, so I guess let's talk about this couple. Let's talk about that couple storyline. Yeah. For a second, because I mean, is there anything else you want to talk about with with Ava or Rebecca? Like I, she's annoying, well, I mean, and I pre- predict that tell, she will never yeah. be back.
1: <laughs> what else do you predict when she comes back? I she will didn't pre- leave technically this time.
2: Yeah, so when she leaves the next time, that will be the last time we see her. Okay, so what's your prediction? That she's not pregnant now, but she will be by next episode. <laughs> okay, so.
1: What's her end game?
2: Oh, I have no idea. To me, she's just crazy at this point. I don't understand. Okay. <laughs> okay. Unless, uh, unless she took one pregnancy test and it said that she was pregnant, and between then and now, she is no longer pregnant. I don't know how hormones work with that.
1: I think it would be more likely you would just have a false positive than have like, uh, because I think even if you had, um, like an early stage miscarriage, your hormones would still be high enough for it to read as being pregnant. I don't know. I could be wrong. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. That's a possibility. So yes, she's there. Um, The hippies are trying their best to have hope in the face of a very upsetting situation. Um, So, I mean, I understand where the hippies... Oh, the Um, hippies, Couldn't be me. Could not be me. That's not my default. My default is panic and uh, assuming the worst. Props to people who have optimism in their hearts. Yeah. I, it's probably way more enjoyable. Than
2: Only a little bone
1: bit. crushing anxiety.
2: Yeah. Uh, The thing that's interesting is like, other than saying that they love love and they're believing in good things, like what makes them a hippie?
1: Um, I, I want to say like his haircut and maybe her necklace. <laughs> like that's, like when they show them, I was like, they're like trying to make them look crunchy. But uh, she's like in a hospital gown.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I would not have gotten that. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't, if they didn't say the word hippie, if Christina didn't awkwardly go up to Han and go <laughs> hippies, hell. am I right? <laughs> go away. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> terrible, Christina. Uh, yeah. I would never have gotten that they were actually hippies. But they're, the, what I like about, one of the notes that I wrote is they have the scene where they're like game planning and they're, they're everyone's together. Uh, and they're, they're talking about how they have to separate the two ORs and Mark goes, but I made a skin flap and I know you're all impressed. (laughs)
1: Like
2: he's just, so he's come a long way. I, I enjoy him. Um, Christina is so dumb. I wrote that Christina is so dumb after the go away scene.
1: She's not dumb. She's just like needy and she doesn't know how to get what she thinks
2: she needs. I know that. That's what you're saying. And I understand that you have hindsight. But in this moment, I wrote Christina is so dumb. L-O-L-O-L-O-L. She is dumb. And also, though, Han is taking
1: her meanness beyond what it needs to be. Like if she doesn't want to constantly praise Christina, that's fine. But she's giving other people praise and then explicitly not giving her praise.
2: Yeah, it is. It is kind of a dick move with a, where she, Christina's like, what do you need me to do with the baby? And, uh, it's like massage the heart. And then Alex does something and she looks directly at Christina. Pushes (laughs) an epi. Yeah. (laughs) Good job. Karev. And Christina's there just literally holding this baby's life in, in her, the palm of her hands. Literally. Uh, the scene, the scene where the dad tells Alex that he heard him and he says, there's always hope. Luckily for them, rebellions are built on hope. And I always want to luckily
1: for them. It works out. And there's actually not the diaphragm complication that they thought, but yeah, I would be so just distraught if that was my baby. Like I, I would also have Addison fly in.
2: Yeah. Even if she's not a real surgeon, I need her to be there for emotional Truly. support.
1: I'm like, I'm going to need, who is this character based off of? Cause that's who I need.
2: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it all, it all ends up working out great. The skin flap looks just like a little thin piece of cheese and they just throw it right on the baby's little chest. turkey breast. Little, skin yeah, flap. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it looks like. A really thin cut slice of turkey breasts from the grocery deli counter. Uh, so, so yeah. And then every time Mark goes, he's like, that's a nice skin flap. Uh, and God admired his amazing skin flap and it was good. Yes. So, and the baby and the mom lived, even though the mom was hemorrhaging at one point. So that's good. Yes.
1: I forgot. And I was like, does she die? Like when that was happening, I was like, I know, I knew the baby lived, but I was like, did she die? And I forget. But no, she didn't. No, this was a good, didn't. good one for them. Um, not so lucky on Philip.
2: No. Let's talk yeah. about the
1: clinical trial.
2: What a roller coaster!
1: Did you think he was gonna die?
2: Um. Did you think maybe
1: he'll live? Maybe he'll die. Up and down roller coaster. I mean, yeah. I knew that he
2: died. Every time that he yelled at what what's what's his wife's name jennifer jennifer every time he yelled at jennifer i was like oh this dude's gonna fucking die he's gonna <laughs> die uh but then he'd say something nice and like he's he's fix he's trying to hook her up with guys be, because he doesn't want her to be alone which is sweet but he's doing it in a really mean way because this tumor is like right keep and, l- and i making get it. him not have the ability to like be a person yeah uh but the scene the scene where he is like very sweet to her right before the surgery. Mm-hmm, yeah. And he's like, I just need to know that you're going to be okay. And you're going to look and you're not going to be alone. Like I can't do this if you're going to be alone.
1: Yeah. And i the scene he has with Derek where he's like, I, I just don't want to leave her alone. And, and Derek says like, I need you to remember this and I need you to tell her that this is, that is your one job. Don't forget this. Yeah. Um, and Meredith overhears that and runs to the therapist
2: which w- let's just pause and talk about that what yes i don't understand i'm i'm having a hard time following this therapist's storyline can you like translate a little bit of what we've seen so far for me because she what what she said to the therapist today is that i'm glad we broke up because derek knows nothing about me he's telling me to not get emotionally invested and the jokes on him i don't get emotionally invested in anything Right, like that was what happened. If today. I
1: was the therapist, what I would say is, "Are you trying to convince me? Or are you trying to convince yourself?"
2: Ooh, deep. Did you learn that in theater school?
1: No, I learned it in therapy school.
2: Ah, <laughs> yes.
1: Um, but yeah, it's um. I think it's sh- sh- again at the end of the last episode. She was like, "I'm going to talk to you now," so we don't know what all has been said. Up to this point Um, But she Goes to the therapist And she's like he's getting his hopes up And he knows that I Am not someone who has High hopes and I don't get Emotionally involved and He doesn't know me at all to tell me that But clearly he does know her Because she even says that she Got her hopes up Yeah, I also love the moment where She goes I have to go to the surgery and the therapist Goes the surgery with no hope yeah, savage <laughs> therapist. Yeah. Damn. That's the one. Um, so, yeah, Philip dies, like, basically immediately.
2: She gives him the gentle forehead kiss, and then he immediately laughs in a hysteria rage. Yeah. It's yeah. sad. Brain tumors. Yeah, those scenes
1: are hard to watch. Like, all the scenes where he's screaming. and Oh, and when he just goes blind in the middle of a conversation. Yeah. Terrifying.
2: I... Tum- tumors are one of my my greatest fears uh, because the, you, d- you don't see it. You don't see it. It's all inside. I could have a tumor right now. <laughs> tumors and hemorrhages, strokes, mm-hmm. heart attacks, the stuff that just aneurysm. Could, aneurysm. You're one day. You just, snap. I could die live on this podcast. We would never Please like don't. right. What? Please don't. Oh yeah, no, no I won't. I'm very busy. Pro- I don't have time.
1: I will say I want to tell this story. Yeah. So I have been. Um, then is a little over eight months and I have been exclusively pumping and bottle feeding because I couldn't get him to latch, which is very different than my experience with Scarlett because, um, she latched really well. And so I was able to breastfeed her for like a year and a half. But, um, so I've been pumping, but we're kind of weaning off of it because, uh, for reasons I'm not going to get into, but I was like, it's weird when you're weaning because you're kind of like spreading out more and like, so your boobs get more full of milk and, if you don't want to listen to this, sorry, I'm going to talk about it anyways. Um, So I was like trying to feel around. and I was like trying to f- kind of figure out like how long I can go between or whatever. And so I had one side was hurting. So I was like poking at it and being like, oh, is this like a clogged duct? And then I was like, oh, my God, Michael, I think this is a lump. Like it's not moving. And like they always say like, oh, if, if it moves, it's like hard when you're breastfeeding. Because like obviously that's not just a normal boob. Like there's other stuff going on in there. And so I was like freaking out. I was like, Michael, oh my God, I have this lump. And I like made him feel it. And he was like, that's your rib bone. That's (laughs) You've got to calm down. That is straight up your rib bone. And then I was like, yes, it is. And then I like went and watched a video on like how to do a breast exam. And I was like, yeah, that's my rib bone. (laughs) Because at first he was like, you need to call the doctor immediately. If you are like actually concerned. And then he like, he was like, do you want me to like, Feel it? i was like yes i'm like really concerned because i was like oh i can't tell if it's moving or not and he was like let me see and he was like that's your fucking rib bone i was like okay cool (laughs) so that's where i'm at right now not a doctor
2: (laughs) exactly uh barely a person here's the thing though like when when things like that Cause that's that's a that's a huge fear. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. Jessica Jessica's grandma died of breast cancer. So many loved ones uh, suffer yeah. from it. So many people. It's, it's it affects a high cancer, percentage of women.
1: They don't like suggest that you start getting mammograms until after forty. But in the past, like five years, the number of women who are like thirty five to forty with breast cancer is like skyrocketing. Right. So I'm like, fuck it, fuck insurance and the way that the healthcare system is set up. Request a mammogram, and if they say no, be like, why? And then I'm like, there's no reason to say, no, your insurance has got to cover it. And if you get pushed back from the insurance, if you like call at all and be like, do you want to pay for cancer? No. And then it should be covered. It's so dumb. Yeah. Advocate for yourself.
2: I, uh, one of my things that I'm really not looking forward to is having to start looking for like colon cancer stuff, Mm -hmm. uh, like colonoscopies, um, my family is just riddled with health concerns. I should take better care of myself. Um, we all should take better yeah. care of ourselves.
1: Everyone, go drink some water.
2: Yeah. I, I had a Jones soda. <laughs> remember that one time I drank an entire bottle of wine on, on live on air? I do. I do. This remember. bottle is still sitting here, just empty. That's not surprising to me. <laughs> yeah, that's my fault. Anyways, uh, okay, so yeah, I knew he was going to die when she gave him the gentle forehead kiss, and uh, he started laughing hysterically. It's It mm-hmm. didn't make it any less sad because they yeah. go through this montage. There's a lot of things happening at the end.
1: Yeah, it's and, one of those peak grays, like cut to cut to cut to surgeries.
2: Yeah. Um, but it looks like the second they put the bacteria or the virus on his Literally, brain, he just died. It's like, just like immediately. Yeah. So I don't have hope for the rest of the clinical trial, (laughs) but the problem is, is that they started it 24 hours after Meredith thought about it. So (laughs) it's probably the problem. Yeah, it's probably the problem. Um, yeah. So and then we get the H. We have the HIV. Well, anything else with with the the, what are the Richard Richardson's, the Robinsons? Meet the Robinsons. Um,
1: I just think that I feel the person I feel the worst for, obviously, is Jennifer. Like, yes, it sucks that Philip like has a tumor and that he dies, but like it. She has to like their relationship has been very short. It seems like it was kind of like a fairy tale until it wasn't. And it just sucks that they went on a camping trip and now he's dead. So fairy tale,
2: fairy tale to berry tale. Am I right? Nice, but also terrible. Terrible. Um, It's (laughs) all fake. It's all fictional.
1: Yeah. Oh, the moment with Meredith and Derek at the end when they're like, nice working with you. And then they basically just hold hands.
2: They shook hands professionally.
1: I'm rolling my eyes really hard, guys.
2: Yeah. Your eyes are out of your head now.
1: Like, literally. Um, If I had a tumor, I would be able to see it. I'm rolling my eyes so far back. Uh. <laughs> so, uh,
2: yeah, that's annoying to me. All right. HIV parent.
1: Oh, okay. Yes. Izzy's back in the clinic. With her interns that have finally showed back up Oh and right George like is friends with all the interns They had a party Izzy's mad she wasn't invited I actually don't give a shit about this storyline Um because You coded it, it annoys me when people Are like I can have as many friends as I want But none of my other friends can have other friends Does that mean like that I find that annoying yeah, as, like, it's a so it's Yeah. Um So that was like annoying to watch Especially cause she's just like she's already like the last time she was possessive, it was about Callie. And I'm like, I don't want to watch, I don't want to do this story again. It's annoying. We've done, we got it. Um, and so what, like let him move on. He's trying to, and he's being an adult about it. He's not being mean. He's not being, and he's not being hurtful or like exclusionary on purpose. Anyways. Okay. So this woman comes into the well, clinic. Well, and that, she's would, like, I, that would, that would be like ahead.
2: me. <laughs> That's like me going out to friends with, uh, with going out to dinner with friends at work, and then you texting me being like, "Oh, why the fuck wasn't I invited?" <laughs> I There's a little bit of nuance weird. to it, like <laughs> it's because a little th- different. But also, yeah, George, let George have his. Uh, he failed the intern exam. Let the guy have some. Let so let him have a win. Okay, yeah,
1: he's trying to be he's trying to move on and like accept his reality and not like be stuck in his poutiness anymore. And that's what we want to see from him. Cause we don't, we're done with the
2: poutiness. Yeah. Minus the so, scene where he was like, when I laugh, I look around for your approval. Is it funny?
1: I don't mind that moment because it's I just, feel like there are people that you always think of. Like when you hear certain jokes, you're like, Oh man, like, Oh, Carmen would think that was so funny if he was here. Oh my God, Jessica. Like, I'm make not saying kind of joke, but I'm like, not
2: saying that it's wrong. I was just saying that was a whiny moment of him. It's just like a, I, I don't,
1: don't think it was whiny. I think it was just him being like, I have these friends, but like, you're still my best friend. I still like, even when I'm with other people, like you're still my best friend. I still think of you.
2: Okay. I am going to say this to everyone listening to the podcast. Kelsey, you have convinced me that that is the more accurate way to think about this particular scene, and I retract my previous statement. The
1: way I think the um, the energy of that scene, I kind of see where what you're saying of like how it could come off whiny because it's like a very like subdued scene, and they're just like in a quiet hall in the hospital. But uh, that was kind of my takeaway from it.
2: No, no, I think I like listening to your takeaway. I think it makes a lot of sense. I get it.
1: Um. Anyways, okay, so, yeah, I don't really care much on that storyline. I don't think it's that relevant other than to say, like, George has friends now, other than the original five. So, anyways, Izzy and her interns are in the clinic. They're hungover. And they're still like, oh, she's the dud. I'm going to be a disrespectful piece of shit. So, they go over and there's the woman and her husband. She's like, oh, I think I'm pregnant. I need a test. So, they, they do the test. It's positive. She's like, Yay, you're pregnant. And the woman immediately like freaks out. She's very, very upset. And she's like, I need an abortion right now. And Izzy's kind of taken aback. And the woman's like, I'm HIV positive. The condom broke. Um, I can't have this baby. And Izzy's like, Oh, okay. And she doesn't really give any information right away. And that's when she talks to Addison and She's like no you can have the baby Like if you like it's you'll be okay Like whatever the baby's fine But she doesn't give the Like all the information And so the woman gets very very upset And she's like I asked you to do one thing And you're not doing it you're coming in here You're getting our hopes up This is like bad doctoring Don't like I got this when I was 19 And I have accepted it but I'm not putting that on a child And I'm not making Bring another person in this world That live with this reality When Like that's on me and so then Izzy leaves again and it's when what I find interesting is when George tells her like you're their boss that's for whatever reason the thing that motivates her she's like I am their boss yeah what am I what am I doing I'm not being their boss I'm going to be a boss now and so she takes him and she's like get in here and she goes in this is actually probably to date one of my favorite Izzy scenes
2: like i just we've really seen love so it so far
1: yeah um, she gets the interns in and the woman's like, I told you not to come back here. And she's like, I don't care. <laughs> she's like, and then the woman's like, oh, you don't want me to, you're all judge. you're judging me because you don't want me to have an abortion. And you want to like force me to have this baby, blah, blah. And Izzy straight up is like, no, if you want to have an abortion because you want to have an abortion, that's between you and like whatever higher power you believe in. And like, I'm not going to judge you for that. But then she says, if you want to have an abortion because you think, Um, that medicine is telling you to have an abortion, that's between you and me, which I love. And then she says, I'm not telling you there's some chance. I'm telling you there's a 98% chance. Um, So I just love the whole little monologue and the back and forth and the way that the people change their mind. And like, they realize that they can have this thing they thought they would never be able to have. And I just, uh, it's nice to see Izzy like have Any amount of purpose, which we have not seen basically all season.
2: Yeah, it's it's been weird to like Izzy because I really do. I want to like Izzy. She's gone through a lot in this show. Granted, it's all self-inflicted. Like she got too close to a patient and that patient died because she killed that patient by cutting his LVAD wire. Mm -hmm. I get it she got into a really shitty situation where she fell in love with her best friend and had sex with him and they broke up. But the problem is, is that her best friend was married. A lot of stuff has gone on. You
1: have made a terrible mistake.
2: Yeah. So I get it. And she even says like, I've been on my heels. I've been playing, playing from behind for a while. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, but I'm here now. And I like that she kind of gets this win. I like that she kind of gets back on top. And, when she says this is your chance if you want it yeah to be a mom it's such a good scene it was a roller coaster of a scene mm-hmm. uh but i really I like
1: that it's the interns take note
2: they're like oh she's not the dud yeah so good on her It is, it is interesting. I did not know any of that about the baby and the HIV situation.
1: Yes. So I actually read, um, that this was essentially a PSA that was inspired by, I want to say it was like the Kaiser foundation, um, at the time, because again, I guess, you know, medical advancements happen obviously over time. And I think one, when you learn about something in medicine, you don't really think of it changing in your lifetime. Um, And especially like with the like intro, like AIDS becoming an epidemic in the eighties and then like evolving to, to where it was at this time. And just like thinking about, I don't know if you like ever had the people like the puppets come like did you watch those like puppet videos where like the kid was at camp and he was like I have AIDS and the other kids were like no I'm gonna get it and they were like no that you don't get AIDS that way and I don't know I just like remember that (laughs) I think it was elementary
2: school which is bizarre to say I think I think you're referring to Sesame Street
1: no I'm not but they were puppets no Um, I I
2: have no idea what you're talking about maybe that was a regional
1: thing I don't know if anyone else had that let me know and Uh, here's a message
2: from our regional puppet sponsors (laughs)
1: So yeah, uh, there's just like so much advancement. So I think they kind of reached out this, this foundation kind of reached out and they were like, would you be interested in is there a way to like organically put this information in your show? And apparently the writers were like, absolutely. So I think that's a really cool, it's a way to use a platform.
2: Yeah. I really liked it. Really good scene. Uh, Crazy that, you could have. You have a ninety-eight percent chance of having a healthy baby and not not contracting HIV. Downward, mm-hmm. you have a higher chance of having a kid with Down syndrome. Down syndrome, yeah, which is crazy. Blows my mind. Well, um, yeah, I think this brings us to any final thoughts before we start ranking this episode.
1: Yeah, I feel like I just wanted to hit again on the. There was something else with the Christina and Han thing I wanted to talk about. No, I don't remember what it was. Bees. She. Oh, the very end. The very end of Joe's when she goes, Is it because I'm an Asian? You don't like Asian people. And Han's like, What the fuck?
0: <laughs> no. Bitch, and she's get like, out of Why here. Why won't
1: you teach me? And this is where I'm confused because Han, I understand what she's saying when she's like, You're good. So stop looking for my approval. That's not what she's looking for. I mean, yes, she would like it, but she's saying, why won't you teach me? And Han is like, I'm not praising you. That's not, those are not the same thing.
2: Very different. Yeah. So good I feel point.
1: like that that's unclear. Um, and I, un- I understand what Han is saying where she's like, oh, I'm going to do this because she needs like someone to be harsh on her. Cause that's what I needed. Like whatever, whatever. But again, it's just confusing. Cause she's saying you won't teach me. And Han is just saying that she- that she's not telling her she's good, which is they're not the same thing. Anyways, that was like my only one thought on that part. So
2: no, it's, it's a good thought. And it's, it's definitely worth noting because I agree. Like if I do something good, I don't necessarily have to have someone tell me, Hey, like you did a good job, but if I could do it better, tell me, I want to learn that. Um, there, there was also the scene where, uh, Christina it goes to Callie and is like, I will literally kick you out of my house yeah. unless you... Desperate t- times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then, then you get that scene where Callie's like, hey, like, put Yang on the surgery. And she's like, okay, you buy the next round tonight, hot tits. And we're like, whoa, <laughs> calm <laughs> down. <laughs> Verbatim. Oh, <laughs> uh, gosh. Yeah. It's overall... Well, I'll, I'll tell. I'll tell with the ranking, um, and then also we didn't talk about that opening scene where Meredith is like, "I got my clinical today," and oh they, yeah. they try to they're steal. Like, You're jealous? You're just jealous. Let me steal that. And they are. Sparkle. And they, she
1: walks away, and they're like, "I'm not happy for her."
2: <laughs> me neither. <Yeah>. <laughs> that's that's a good that's a good first scene for them. Yeah. Uh, that's all I got um, though.
1: Okay, so let's rate it, and then we'll get in some predictions.
2: All right, you rate this one first this week.
1: Um, f- what, um, fellow point five res 4.5.
2: Okay. Why?
1: Um, because it's good. Even though no one's guts fall out. It's just like a good episode. First of all, Addison, obviously Addison. Ad- obviously amazing. Um, yeah, I just, she's really like one of the, and like, like I said before, I don't think we don't really have like a, there's not a bad like Alex kind of is up and down, but it's, it's, I understand why he has ups and downs, but there's not your, there's not an episode where you're not just like, ugh, this person was garbage this episode. So I think it's a good episode. I love the resolution with Izzy and the woman with HIV. I love Mark's little one-liners. Obviously the elevator scenes, hilarious. Um Addison being there is just makes my heart sing happy th- songs. Um Bailey doing great. You know, I'm I'm in, I'm here for it.
2: Ask me what I rate what I'm rating this episode.
1: What do you rate this episode? I know what
2: you're 2.5. <laughs> no. What is it actually? I'm a five. I really I like this episode. Say five. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say five. Which makes me but this is why I think I need to I need to okay. All right, here's a couple of things. And this is shout out to our friend Megan, okay? Yes. <sighs> I I think we need to start breaking this down to acting and insanity. Where does <laughs> maybe this episode you
1: just need to be like on a? You can rate. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to rate the episodes. But you can rate the medicine because that's what's going to be the shock factor for you. Is like the bombs and the intestines in yeah, the hands and yeah. the pulse through the people. So you can be like medically, this is a five. But episodely, it's a four or whatever, or, or a 2.8. Um, but and uh, maybe we reserve those for when th- crazy things happen. I don't know.' We'll, we're that's gonna fair. work, we're gonna go with the flow. I just am not going to do like
2: three different ratings per episode. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, my brain I cannot keep track. I guess I sh- I, maybe it's not a five. Maybe it's a... F- no, I mean, I
1: went back and forth on... I was like, I think it's a five, but I think for me, there were just certain things that were kind of unclear, like the whole thing with Christina and Han. To me, it it doesn't make sense. Like, it it just doesn't... They're just having two different conversations, and it's confusing to me. Yeah. And then there was something else that I was like, I don't... Lo- oh, the whole timeline with the clinical trial. I'm like, yeah. that's too yeah. unclear. And for me, that is enough to take it to like a four and a half. But it's just like a little like clerical things basically that are making me say that yeah details it's in the details I think this is a
2: great episode I'm having a hard time because I'm watching it for the first time I I think I have a little bit of like rose-colored lenses on uh
0: -hmm.
2: or whatever that phrase is I I just I'm really enjoying this season and I'm enjoying the storylines but, like, remember back to season one, season two, where I was like, I wouldn't give anything over, like, a 3.8. I'm like, I don't want to <laughs> risk it. I don't want to give away these fives willy-nilly. Who cares? I, It's a show. Ma- maybe the last episode didn't deserve a five, but I remember watching that episode, and the intestines happening before the title card was enough to make <laughs> whatever else fucking happened in that episode. I don't care. It was good. Here, like, Ava walking in while Alex is talking to Addison. Addison alone, Tuck leaving... Bailey, yeah. it's sad but shocking. But like um, the confirmation that that happened. Yeah, just like there's a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. and then fucking uh, with the baby and the the there's yeah. just Addison calling out Callie and the the the, the tequila like metaphor. Mm-hmm. It's just there was a lot of stuff that I really like. and the elevator scene. I just really like Ke- Kelsey. I'm really I like this show.
1: I'm I'm very glad.
2: I'm having a really good time with it. I, I, I I'm having more fun than, than I thought this. I would.
1: Um, also I will say this episode, I just think there are a couple meta things like the, the tequila reference, the Marion drowning, the the whole elevator thing. Like to me, that's just like a very meta joke. And I just think it's like really funny. So I do, I do love this episode. Obviously like we're huge Addison stands on this podcast, so we just rave it on and on about her, but, um, we are going to get some predictions in here. So predict something about the clinical trial.
2: It's gonna be done by next it it doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> this was a one this was a one episode thing. They give up.
1: Immediately shut down. Yeah. Um,
2: they killed they killed their first and only patient in the clinical trial and that's it. Um, um Yeah. Previous, I, I, sorry, go ahead. I, I it's 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 not gonna be anything past this season. I think this was a one time thing. This was just to finish up the the Robinson storyline is my prediction.
1: Okay, previously you said that Erica was going to sleep with Mark and then Erica was going to sleep with Callie. Do you want to stay with that? Because Callie just slept with Mark. So do you need to readjust or
2: are you doubling down? I'm going to double down. I think that, well, no, because Callie and Mark <laughs> are literally about to go bone. Uh, Callie and Mark are going to bone and then Mark and Han are going to bone and then Callie and Han are going to bone.
1: Okay. Um. Tsh- uh, anything with Derek and Meredith? Just outside of the clinical trial.
2: Uh, Derek's gonna have sex with Rose and then cheat on Rose with with Meredith. Okay.
1: Um, you said you don't know about Ava Rebecca.
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't get her end game. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't understand the pregnancy thing, but I will tell you that next episode, I predict that it's going to come out that she's not pregnant and Alex is going to kill someone. Oh, okay. Um, not literally, he's just going to be mad. Uh,
1: we, we see Izzy kind of end on a, on a higher note in this episode. So where do you think she's going to go from here?
2: This is the turning point before they kill her off in the season four finale. Oh, so in four episodes, she's going to be dead. Yeah. Cause I don't know, (laughs) I don't know how long she's on the show. All I know is that she's not on the show.
1: (laughs) Okay. Um, so yeah, there's only four more episodes in this season. Carmen and I were actually discussing it because the next two are regular and then the final two aired together. So we got to kind of figure out what we're going to do scheduling wise for that. Um, but again, this is a short season due to the writer's strike, but it's also a great season. So we got to make sure we give it its dues and, um, and attention will be paid to the details, um, for this one
2: yeah i so far i'm liking it i like the season um storylines are good episodes are good last episode was not good i (laughs) shut the fuck up we don't need to do this again um but yeah so anyways i i'm i'm enjoying i'm having a good time drink more water and then yeah however you just 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 close us out straight sit Mm -hmm. up straight
1: Um uh thank you guys so much for listening. If you have a minute to leave a rating or review, wherever you listen, please do. Please share us on socials, tell your friends, tell your family. Um you can follow us on Instagram, Grace Academy Pod, carmen.gabriel.official, chaotically Kelsey. You could email me anytime you want at GraceAcademypod at gmail.com. Love hearing from you guys. Um it's I I'll I'll talk to anybody. If you if you email me, if you reach out on instagram i'll at least respond to most things i i love getting to know you guys and getting to know how you found us where you're listening from if you're listening at work if you're listening on commutes i just i just think it's really cool that we're like part of your lives in a way um wait so we really appreciate all of you
2: i know that that most people at this point have now kind of tuned out because it's the closing up but can we just take one second to shout out the person who loved that i made a, a thanos reference Yes who was that? Who was that friend that we made on um, on Instagram that was messaging it you? back up? She... yeah because I
1: had to crop it when I sent it to Carmen
2: because <laughs> i didn 't want to provide any spoilies yeah I, th- I think we could start next episode okay. please please remind me Kelsey Kate. to K- Kate
1: yes, it was because I okay, so I actually messaged she started following us, and I actually messaged her because I was like her her Instagram handle. Is a Gilmore Girls reference So I messaged her and I was like Is your Instagram handle a Gilmore Girls reference And she was like yes And I was like I am obsessed with Gilmore Girls So I love that um, And then we had a little bit of a back and forth About um, The podcast and everything And No wait no this was a different person I'm so sorry I'm, I'm getting my days confused guys I'm on like four episodes of sleep I mean four episodes, four episodes four of sleep, of sleep. Um, Joanna Joanna was the one that reached out and she lives in Seattle. So she reached out. She found us recently. So she was listening to that fish market episode when I was like, well, how the fuck is this fish market set up? And she sent us a YouTube video of the fish market. Um, Does she follow me too? um, No, she told me she hates you. Um, No, I mean, that checks out. But she said that when she first found us, she was listening and, um, she was looking for a Grace podcast, and she had tried a couple others, and she found us. And when she she heard us referencing Marvel, then she was like, "Oh my god!" Which is very like us. We we're big Marvel nerds, and um, whatever. So we'll talk about that with you. We'll talk about anything. But yes, sorry, I'm getting my people my my Insta friends mixed up. So yes, Joanna reached out to talk to me about Seattle, and I asked her if she feels like it was well represented in the show or like if they exaggerate like with the weather and stuff. And she said the weather is exactly how they describe it. Um, and she says she likes seeing the drone shots of the city. Um, and they do a good job with like the laws and ideologies of that area as well, if that makes sense. Who anyways.
2: Yeah. I I love it, and who doesn't love a good drone shot? Am I right? So mm-hmm. thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of this journey, and thank you for messaging Kelsey.
1: Yes, thank you guys um, for reaching out and everything. So we love we love our listeners, we love our new friends, and if you see Carmen walking down the street,
2: take a drone shot uh, of of us shaking hands or taking a selfie, and go watch Ted Lasso. And we will see you all in the next one. And no spoilies. That too. Like, don't. I almost forgot to say no spoilies. And then we'll see you all in the next one.